eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I had this really weird experience last night that I wanted to talk a little bit more. I, I brought it up on the show, but I want to talk on the podcast because I have a little bit more time to work through it. So last night, there was too much sports on to watch at one time. So I had to prioritize the watching. Now, that's something that we haven't had to do in forever, where you have choices to make on what you're consuming, how you're consuming it how much of it you're going to consume, all of that stuff. So here was my dilemma last night. Clearly, I want to be on top of what's happening with the Cubs and the White Sox because they're going to be big parts of what happens on the show. But the games were starting relatively the same time, so you end up kind of going back and forth, and if something's going on in one game, you stay a little bit longer, and if something's going on in the other game, maybe you stay a little bit longer with that. Both of those games for the first, what, four innings of both five innings of both games were really well pitched. So it was hard, like balancing where you were going to stay. Then the Cubs game got a little less compelling because the bullpen came in and the Reds started just beat the ball all over the place. Then the White Sox game became really compelling because the pitching on both sides Starters and bullpen was so good. It went all the way into the ninth inning. Cubs game got interesting again when the Cubs started to fight back. Was that in the eighth? When they scored five runs. You're thinking, oh, all right. Well, there there might be an opportunity for them to come back in this game. So you kind of... Meanwhile, the thing that I was completely ignoring was the Blackhawks game. And it's an exhibition game. So just so you know a little bit about me, like as far as the hierarchy goes even though it was the first time we got an opportunity to watch hockey because it was an exhibition game that falls beneath the two regular season games in my priority watching. So I waited until a little bit later on to catch up with what was happening with the Blackhawks. And when I did after the Cubs and the White Sox game were over NBC sports, Chicago had a replay of the Blackhawks game because it had been on NBC Sports Chicago Plus. I checked out the replay. I was sitting in the kitchen watching it. And I realized 
that there's no crowd there and it didn't phase me. I was surprised by the fact that it didn't phase me. I was surprised by how I'm sitting there looking at this game and there's no reaction after the Blackhawks scored a goal other than the players themselves. In baseball, I haven't missed fan participation at all, and I think that they've done a decent job of handling the audio aspect of baseball, handling that kind of low murmur of the crowd noise that goes on. With hockey, I thought I would feel it a little bit more. There is an energy that's in rinks, and I used to think that the energy was being supplied by the fans. Now, it's only one game, and once we get to the regular season, maybe I'll have a better idea of where that energy is being being supplied from. But I know that last night, I was sitting there like, this is pleasant. That was the word that I kind of kept coming back to. It was a pleasant viewing experience to watch what was happening in this hockey game with no fans in attendance. Now, I have some theories on this. One of my theories is I'm now conditioned to watch sports without fans. This goes back a couple of months. We go back into May when you have the Bundesliga restarting in Germany. Then a few weeks later, you have the Premier League starting back up in England. Champions League, like, you know, FA Cup, like all that stuff going on. Syria, all that stuff going on. And most of those places, almost all of them, I should probably go back a little farther than that. If you go back to April and you go with the KBO, the end of April, watching games there kind of got me ready for what baseball was going to look like when it came back. The sad part is that the KBO is now bringing fans back in, and I wish that the United States was in a place where fans could come back in and watch their favorite baseball teams. But alas. So after six weeks or so, let's call it six weeks, six weeks of watching sports without fans, it didn't bother me as much as I thought it was going to. You know the only time when it bothered me? It bothered me when someone actually made reference to it, and that someone was Fox. Here I am trying to watch my guy Adam Amin do play-by-play on Saturday of the Cubs game, and what I'm getting is the technological thing that Fox is trying to do with superimposed fans. I'm down with the concept of it, the execution of it. I don't think the technology is there for me to suspend disbelief. And I found it jarring. Like, as a viewer, I was cool with seeing all of the advertisements that were going on inside the ballpark and occasionally looking up into the rooftops over in Wrigleyville and seeing what was going on there. And that being a a unique element of Cubs baseball that they can use to create atmosphere. What I've learned is in watching Cubs games in particular, I really like that those guys are generating energy on their bench 
by cheering for each other. I watch a lot of college softball. I really, I've loved the sport since I was in college. DePaul kind of always had a really good softball team, and I used to hang out with a lot of softball players because uh, I played baseball, and they would invite us to their games. I mean, they were like a nationally ranked program. And we go to games and there's all this chatter. Like there's a lot going on in between pitches and the the two dugouts are kind of beyond playing against each other. They're also kind of seeing who can be the, the most loud. And there was a feel of college softballness to what the players on the Cubs were doing. It's very supportive. It's very loud. You can hear it. And I... I now I it's stuff that that from according to David Ross and I talked with Rossi about this on Tuesday. It's stuff that they had been doing, but it's more easy easily picked up on the microphones now than it was last year at this time when you're watching games. I really dig it. There's nothing that's been profane, but it gives you a window into what these guys think. And how they're supporting each other. It's just fun. Like there's there's a cool kind of camp atmosphere that is happening. And I really like it. So with the Fox fan thing, I kind of felt like it was intruding on the new reality that I'm living in as a sports fan. I've seen the regular the uh the preseason games or the re- pre-restart games that are going on at the NBA, and the NBA will start for real, quote-unquote, tonight. But even in watching those games, like the camera angles have changed, where the focus is just the court. There isn't, we're not seeing empty stands because the way that they have that place set up in Orlando is conducive to it being a television studio versus it necessarily being an arena. With baseball, there's the you have the canvas to play around and say, okay, well, let's see if we can add this in and this in, and I don't think you need it. If if I'm an indicator of how fans adjust to things, I don't think that Fox needs to play with that thing anymore. What they should do is something that I find Fox is really good at Planning those microphones. Fox and ESPN are really good about giving you the microphones that are right in front of home plate and right in front of the pitcher's mound. Give me more of the stuff that I can't get. It's something that I haven't been able to get as a viewer. And that's hearing those guys, what those guys are talking about. And you saw on Saturday that there was some beef with the Brewers and the Cubs because the Cubs were maybe talking a little too much and the Brewers didn't like it, but this is the new reality. They're going to be able to hear everything that those guys are saying. And I think that it creates a really cool atmosphere to watch a game. Back to the Blackhawks. I watched the second and third period and I was like, this is cool too. This was the one place where I thought I was really going to miss the fan activity, and I don't miss it at all. Now, if we get back to a place where fans can actually go into arenas, I'll be happy because there are plenty of people that 
would love to see sports live. And there is a difference. And hockey, I think, might be the sport that benefits the most from people watching it live, getting a sense for the speed of it, how hard the checks are, like all of that stuff. Like it's super cool. But as a fan right now, I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm satisfied. I'm satiated with my viewing experience right now. The viewing experience is I get sports back for as long as they can maintain themselves. And every day I'm worried that baseball is going to shut itself down because of what's already happened with the Marlins. But as long as sports sustains itself, I can live in this. I can live in this space, this fan space. Obviously, I want things to get better overall for our republic and for everyone who's sick. But as far as the production of sports, which I've been very skeptical about, if this is the product that we're going to get, I think that it's good. I don't think that it's just satisfactory. I think that it's good and and can be better. I hold out some reluctance when it comes to the NFL. I just don't see how it works. And I, I wonder what lessons they're learning from Major League Baseball. You still have NFL teams talking about, well, we're going to get fans in there before the season's over. Are you sure you're going to get all your players in there? Because I'm not. Either way, we're now in a spot where we're digesting sports differently. And I think that fans have actually, if I am an indicator, like I said earlier, if I'm an indicator, I think we're adjusting just fine. The broadcasters who bring us these games, the people that are doing play-by-play in color, the folks that we trust, especially in Chicago, on the television side with Jason Benetti, Steve Stone, Lynn Casper, Jim Deshays, they make it easy for us. On the radio side, it's the same thing. I've listened to a bunch of innings now of Pat Hughes, and I've gotten in my car specifically to listen to play-by-play. And I still think that he's so good that even though he's calling an away game from the booth at Wrigley, he is able to make me as a listener visualize what's happening on the field. And that is the true mark of a great play-by-play guy. So, so far, so good. Hopefully, sports continues because that means that we're doing a better job with COVID-19. Hopefully, our scientists get a vaccine and it starts to look like the old normal, but in the new normal, so far, so good. Thanks for listening.